So, Kel, I have now something I've noticed recently mm-hmm. on Twitter that I don't know why the need, but anytime something bad happens with a celebrity or a person, yeah, the internet wants to go back in time and try to be like, look at this other celebrity or hero that had like kind of subtly maybe supposedly warned us or hinted at it. Are we doing a Masterson? No, actually, it's a Russell Brand. But they oh, also want to like, oh, that's uh, old, right? Oh, no, but Twitter for the last three days has been nonstop. Oh, my God, look at Katy Perry in the documentary where Russell Brand broke up with her and she had to go perform. She was a saint and all that. I'm like, guys, what is Russell Brand breaking up with his wife at the time? Have anything to do with Russell Brand doing crimes currently? Russell Brand is a huge piece of shit. You don't need to bring that up. Like, be like, he was, it's like, he, 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 you know, fell out of, uh, fell out of matrimony there. That's not one of the, like, they hit the, and he divorced his wife. Who? Okay, fine. Like, yeah, people divorce all the time. Number the stars. Uh, People have to go to work finding out they got divorced. I could, like, find somebody cheating and have to go to work. It's not like, I eat the last piece of pie sometimes. I'm not history's greatest monster. Like, come on. Perry had a bad day that other people experience all the time. But then they were like, oh, and Katy Perry tweeted out or said something along the lines of like, well, I found out who Russell really is. So it's actually yeah. okay. Like I'm fine with getting divorced. And everyone's like, say she knew he was, I was like, you think Katy Perry knew he was a rapist and didn't say anything yeah, for fucking that's, 15 years? That's, no, she meant, she found out he was a piece of shit yeah. and is glad that she's not married to him anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah. Pro- well, okay. So um, I was going to say it's likely that she, if she found out that that she wouldn't be like well no i'll i'll keep that i don't want to like throw your business out there however did you hear this shit about the speaking of the masterson did you hear this thing about uh because fucking if in case you've been living under a rock um uh mila kunis and ashton kutcher and 100 million did we talk about this last time i can't remember but that that apology was ridiculous yeah that that was so did it look like they were fucking furious that they were that they had to? Do they like, had to do it. Oh, you pieces of shit! Why are you doing this? And also the so they're um they're like got this like rusted wood backdrop. Dog, they did their house in uh, Architectural Digest, and that is just a, a a standing piece of like recovered barn in the middle of their like incredibly tasteful lush backyard with pool and all like it's it's no um but uh so obviously danny masterson is a huge piece of shit and also so like i i get chris masterson um mm-hmm. i we had to have talked about this because i feel like i mentioned him saying that he made it very clear that he wasn't a scientologist yes like, you're right i think he did okay. say that all yeah. right so yeah. so um that so they did all this stuff and they were researching uh, Ashen and like, so there was this thing a while back. I was not really aware of this as much because I was a child, but um, kind of around like the, that 70s show era, there was like somebody in LA that was like murdering people and okay. uh, that uh, like a serial killer. And like, so this girl that uh, this woman that, that Ashton Kutcher was dating, she was one of the victims and his story was always that like so he went he was gonna get like he knocked on her door she didn't answer he he like looked in the window and he saw a red wine stain on the ground and he was like oh okay and he left and like went to a party and so danny masterson's ex-girlfriend who is one of the women who alleged this i'm pretty sure is, is, the, is the same one um she said that that is not in fact what happened she said that she was with Danny when so what happened? What happened was is Ashton went into the house, 
found her murdered body and then got back in the car, called Danny and was like, holy fucking shit. Holy shit. This just happened. Holy fuck. And then so and he's on speakerphone with Danny. Ma- like that. Danny Masters is on speakerphone. One, Thomas, if I ever call you and I found a body and I find out I'm on speakerphone, I'm going to be so mad. But Look, this is not the point. I here. thought the first I thought the rule, though, was you state aloud. Hey, you're on speakerphone. Like when you answer yeah. the phone or something. Yeah, it's, it's I- the, only, the only people worse than that are people like how my mother will. My mother and my my uh, one of my sisters communicate exclusively through FaceTime, which is an insane way to call somebody. Call them or text them. I'm at like don't just be like oh hi now because now it's a whole okay I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get sidetracked. Uh, but uh, so they decided, Danny Masterson and Ashton Kutcher that they were just going to not say anything. That they were just not – they weren't going to call anybody. They weren't going to do anything, and Ashton Kutcher was just going to leave and go to this party. So Ashton Kutcher found this girl he was dating. Not like – like it wasn't like super serious, I guess, but clearly found her <laughs> murdered and then freaked out for a second and then went in, to a party. And then, like, that I mean, was, that's – yeah. look, cocaine is a hell of a drug. I, like, I, I, I don't, don't understand. Can, but yeah, it's – I'm just but, saying, like, um, how – Yeah. What? Like, no, I'm saying, because like, think about it. I could – look. In the heat of the moment, I'm sure that you can be convinced by your friend to like go to this party. But once you get to the party, you're still thinking about that you found a murdered person. So they're yeah, like, hey man, here's this cocaine. Call it an anonymous tip or something. Like something. He just acted like it never happened for like 20 years. Yeah, just be like, hey, uh, police, I haven't really been able to get a hold of my girlfriend. Can you just do a wellness yeah. check on her or something? I just want to you know, make sure she's good. Something. But here's the thing, too. So the big kicker with that is. Um, so she wasn't discovered right away, uh, like really, quote unquote, discovered. So in the time between like that, all that happened, like this, this him you know, going back and forth, like and uh, like the window to catch this gentleman, he murdered somebody else. Of course. So because Ash, it is very easily to argue that because Ashton Kutcher did this weird fucked up thing, somebody got murdered. Because he wasn't like, hey, this happened. Because it was someone in the area, so they, oh. there was n- nobody. Nobody knew that, like, oh, hey, this fucking serial yeah, killer is in the area. Yeah, we should be looking around. Yeah, we should maybe like keep it on a swivel. Like, but no. You know, just this is just a blanket statement for everybody. If you witness a major or large crime, police tend to not care about the fact that you were smoking weed when you saw somebody get murdered. You you know you can still call the police. White, hey, bro. That is true. Yeah, you know, like, hey, bro, uh, yeah, I was out, I was gonna buy meth, and I saw this bank robbery happen across the street. No, I didn't actually buy the meth because I saw the bank robbery, and so I couldn't finish yeah. my transaction. Yeah, that got distracted. They'd be like, okay, so you saw a bank robbery. That's what you need to open with that. Maybe not yeah. the full truth. You, just you like gotta the- give them now. You can't you can't do it where you like I saw this thing happen, and then there's a chance for them to not interact with whoever did the other crime because if they don't get that person they sure as shit are taking you down they're not yeah, going home like, hungry like it's, it's like we their... gotta get something you yeah, know? yeah they're, they're show up yeah absolutely uh, but yeah like this this shit so this russell brand stuff this is one thing i don't know how old these accusations are in terms of like when they actually took place but I mean, when i'm just curious when is the last time if somebody could ever have been like oh man are you surprised this person's a pervert or a sexual assaulter this man smokes crack there is no crime you could tell me Russell Brand did that I would not believe you on. He nobody that smokes crack like makes good choices with their life or is like a safe person well, to be around. I, or, like 
I think at the very least, because like I know individuals who have smoked crack and are like fully like fine now. I would think that you can definitely say that somebody who has smoked crack has demonstrated a tendency to make wild unwise choices i think that that is i don't think it's like because that fucking if somebody said that you murdered my grandmother i would say yes that is what happened well thank you thank you for clarifying my statements that's what i want to say i mean to say if you've shown that you've made the decision to smoke crack there is no other poor decision somebody could present to me that i think you would say no to like Like if you smoke crack yeah yeah if you smoke crack and then somebody was like oh my god did you know that Kellum like was robbing people's mailboxes and just like breaking into people's houses to eat bologna sandwiches, like take a nap on their couch yeah, and yeah, leave? I'm like, yes, he smokes crack. crack. Behavior. That's yeah. exactly what I think yeah. you would. Yeah, like yeah. I don't, I don't it's, understand. It's it's a. I mean, it, that's I don't know, man. It's look at the man. Like I don't like to be this guy, but, but yeah, look at look at him. Like look, look, we. How did we? How are we not like? Oh fucking! Oh no, he has a picture where he didn't look like great when he was like he looked kind of like he wasn't stoked about his 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 uh his general steeds when he was a teenager. Fucking! I look at this man. Like it's clearly like, this is the his, thing. His most famous character that I can think of that he's played is the uh from Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Get Into the Greek that character, and it's like that dude's literally a drug addict who physically and verbally and emotionally and mentally abuses and assaults people throughout both of those movies constantly. Yeah he was playing himself you realize like he literally hey man portray yourself as a like parody That's, right and you know but here's the other thing is like at that time people were when i say people i mean like men were not like oh there's huge fucking issues with it they were just like funny movie ha huh? like there was like it's like again the scott pilgrim thing where so much of that movie is revolves around it being fine to date a, an underage girl so much so that there is a moment where you're like oh no it's it's good that he wound up with her that's the person that it makes more sense for him to wind up with you know the high schooler like that this and she has to be like no you you go and everyone's like oh this feels good like that's that is let's, yeah and we're be... not that far removed from that now help me out here though because yeah. how old is scott actually 22 that's a little too old. If he was 19, I could accept a 17-year-old so relationship or something. If, if Knives was – if I mean, it's not the age difference. The age the difference school. is not the issue. It is the fact – like, if they were the same number of years apart – like, I've dated people that many years apart than me. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's not an issue. It is, again – like, how do you meet this person? We never found out because that's like they were on, on the bus. Oh, they were on the bus with their mom. And it's yeah. like, I'm sorry, that's that yeah. cannot be the end of the story. story. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's just I don't man. So anytime I have found myself hanging out with high schoolers, like 99.9% of the time that that has happened, which is not often, it's usually like kids of people that I know. Um, I feel so old and shitty and confused now i don't like to be the like oh like i don't like to lean into that so much but like there comes a point where you're just like i don't have the slightest fucking clue what you're talking about like what is what is this i agree there's like well for luckily there's such a big gap nowadays but like when i was in my like mid early to mid 20s like if somebody brought a high school i mean you were there you were you were privy to a party where somebody brought a high school person and i realized they were a high school person and proceeded to lose my shit for the next four and a half months until that person graduated high school and i was like okay now you are no longer there was that was i need to point like so one 
it is important to note that like me being 32 and having that reaction to the high schoolers and me being 22 and having that reaction like it's a little bit different and that many years ago 10 12 13 years ago there would be times that when you and i were like 18 19 that like a high schooler would show up to a party and we'd be like i guess like it, it's like yeah you know, uh, like there was not like, like no part of us was like there are so many fucking prop like this is this sucks this is the worst why are why do we think this is fine yeah. in fairness it's because we could still remember oh we were in high school like two years ago dude i get it yeah now it's or, like no yeah no yeah it's it's uh, um, but speaking of the old and how people the old don't like look at things so i was i, I recently was watching uh, wolf of wall street right and there's been this big argument like a lot of people say oh well this movie just glorifies uh jordan belfort and their behavior and crimes and all this stuff and i would like to say re-watching this movie you're all fucking idiots this movie spends the entire time talking about how shitty and horrible a person he is upon rewatch they are blatantly telling you as he's committing crimes oh man my wife's gonna divorce me or oh man i'm gonna lose my house mm-hmm. if this doesn't work or all like all these things that you knowingly they're like yeah, yeah. this is a lie but, so you're you're the one doing... that's actually yeah, they're doing a Tyler Durden, Five Hundred Days of Summer, like any a, a Scott Pilgrim versus the exactly. world. Like it's, it's the whole thing. Yeah. And you're you think in your head, like if you're the one thinking, oh, they're promoting this, that's because you're a fucked up person. They're right. condemning all of this across the board from beginning to end. But one thing that really like bugged me is so that Wolf of Wall Street's like 2013. Okay, so this is definitely a time in life when we aren't saying the R word anymore. I think we can all agree right. on that. Like that was. I, right. I, I'm pretty sure by the time I was in high school, we weren't saying that anymore. And I graduated in 08. So 13 minutes in that. But this movie is set in the late 80s, early 90s. They're doing uh, improv and running rehearsals and stuff like that. And I didn't realize how often Jonah Hill and Leonardo DiCaprio say the R word in that movie. Yeah. And I was like, how did I not realize this? Why? Like people talk about, oh, you're glorifying this criminal lifestyle. No. Why can't we talk about how like there is way too many uses of the R word in this movie that like really ma- that's the part that makes it hard to rewatch. To be honest, you're like y'all are just throwing this out here far too often. Yeah, I'm okay with like the derogatory little person term that doesn't like bother me as much, but like mentally challenged derogatory term it bumps like every time you hear it. You, now, you, just, you heard, oh. heard it here first, folks. Thomas doesn't give a shit about little people, but um, no, no. That's, I'm just saying that they refer to their wrestling as derogatory wrestling. Right. It's, they, they, so, that's a whole. That's I'm not gonna weigh into. It is not for us to weigh into what people should be called that we do not belong to those groups. Um. But uh. So that came out when 2011. 13. Okay. Some, after Scotty P. It's like right. 2000. So I want. I feel like 11. Probably 13. 13. 11, fuck it. It's one of those. Um. But here's the thing, and this comes up all the time with these movies. Where like people will be saying like a wild heinous shit, and they're like, "No, you don't understand. That's how people like. That's how people talk like back then." I know. I what that didn't. There was no. If they hadn't done that in the movie, I wouldn't be like, "Well, this doesn't make any fucking sense now." Like there would be no time that I would be like confused and out of my depth because they weren't slanging around slurs. Like I don't. Right. Who is it for? It's just someone like, who wanted to be able to write and have people say those things. And they're like, hell yeah, now we can do it. Like, that's what I think. Yeah, this honestly. is the way I think you're absolutely right. Now, there is a comedian, can't recall, who had a line that was similar. It's a bit it's like, you know, hey, look, we need to have white allies if we're going to accurately depict how racism was back in the day. And he uses like 
Leonardo DiCaprio and Michael Fassbender from Django and 12 Years a Slave as examples of like, hey, these are white dudes who I assume aren't racist today, but you got to tap into that real racism to portray. Oh, I, I know so who you're talking accurately. about. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his name either. And yeah. It's like that to me is kind of the only time when I'm like, okay, it's like if you're setting a movie in slave times, white people need to say the N word if there are black people if in the If it's, that's, and it's supposed to be like, and again, we talked about that, like, you know, the, the main characters in Wolf of Wall Street are fucking suck. They're supposed to. But especially when you are like cartoonishly evil, like Leonardo DiCaprio, like that's one thing I don't. I think that there was like that's like the, also the root of it's not like he did other like this. There was a whole bunch of like a separate evil shit that he was doing. And that was just like ephemera in the background. That was like the whole thing Um, that that was not like we're not taking umbrage with it. This is this. None of this needed to be in the flick to if you took all that out of uh, Django and Chain, you'd be like, what's this about? Like I did. Yeah, what? Hold on. How is this yeah. movie? <laughs> yeah. What if you took every yeah. racist overture out? Yeah. I don't. It's so wild. It's like. And speaking of racist, there's a line in this movie where "Murder on the Orient Express" is the movie that we're right, talking yeah, about yeah. today. Not, but I was like, where he's like, I thought you just said you don't see color. Ah, I guess it depends on the race, you know. Like, it's like what? Yeah, the, yeah race. You wrote matter, this down. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are we like? It's just I, I'm like, look, guys. In a movie set in modern times, you don't need to throw in modern nomenclature. We watched Hot Rod recently. Hot Rod is set in the 80s or 90s. Hot Rod does not use the R word or any slurs or anything like that. I mean, and you don't, it's, I can't think off the top of my head. You're not missing it. You're not like, this sucks. This is this is fake bullshit. No one's right? getting shoved in lockers. And no, You're that's... like, hold on. Uh, Rod didn't call his friends gay even one time in this movie. I don't believe it. Yeah, like yeah. there's not like it's I like don't... fucking in uh, Red Dawn when uh, uh, Charlie Sheen's like, "You queers playing football or what?" And like that's like apropos of nothing, and it's just it's so nothing that like like oh, you know, I guess so. Like it's, they just move <laughs> on, and like you can tell nobody noticed, and like no one even thought about this being a line, you know, a hundred and fifty thousand years ago. But uh, yeah, but it's yeah, it's just wild. Just some some things I've been recently noticing about society. It's like look. If a person is terrible, you can just say that person's terrible. Stop yeah. trying to pretend like we're promoting or advocating or in like, I don't know. And also, I also feel like this needs to stop where we're like trying to retroactively take away people's stuff. Like if, for example, Russell Brand and Danny Masterson are atrocious pieces of shit, I can still watch fucking Forgetting Sarah Marshall or that 70s show if I want to. And know and yeah. have knowledge that they are horrible people, but that doesn't mean I'm going to kill one of the best shows of all time or something. Because right. this is so. I heard somebody talk about this one time, and I actually really liked what they had to say. They're like, "Look, people out there fucking suck, especially in like the entertainment industry. And like every day, there's another person coming out that's a huge piece of shit." It is like, okay, so do I don't do I not do I not listen to Michael Jackson? Do I not enjoy the works of uh Nelly anymore? Do I not uh, was that was did Nelly R. have Kelly a thing? Even, no, R. R. Kelly. Nelly's, yeah, 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 Nelly's uh, things apologies are to Nelly. I guess, or, or, or apologies to I don't know. Uh, no. it's, uh but R. R. Kelly do I not sure. listen to R. Kelly anymore. Um uh and they're like, you can. I just think that if you are going to you need to do every time you do donate a dollar to what the cause for whatever group of people that they hurt. 
That's fine. Like it's oh, fine that's if you fair. Do that. that's, yeah. but you need to balance that out in some way because somebody is making money off of that person and you should at least have some of that be going or, to those folks. I have heard a similar argument that they just look at it as look, it for they use Alfred Hitchcock as the example because Alfred Hitchcock right. is Harvey Weinstein, but he just died already, so nobody yeah, yeah, yeah. Can do or like about a Roman that. Polanski, yeah, exactly. But Roman Polanski yeah. is still alive, so yeah, the, the argument they use is Alfred Hitchcock's dead. Alfred Hitchcock was Harvey Weinstein, assaulted women, ruined their careers, threatened them, did all these terrible things. But that motherfucker's been dead for a while. So if you want to watch any Alfred Hitchcock movie, you're not supporting his legal defense fund. There is no money that gets to go to Alfred Hitchcock for to help him for any yeah. of the things that he did. Whereas, like, they were arguing, well, like, with Harvey Weinstein in the moment when he was still on trial and stuff, if you're watching his movies, you're helping him pay for his own defense right, it's a, against It's an active things. thing. It's not like, you know, <laughs> I'm reading Oliver Twist who, like, fucking Charles Dickens, you know, was doing some fucked up shit. Like, oh, there, dude. there are, I'm not, I want to make it very clear. I'm not saying, well, everyone does bad things, so it's fine. I'm saying everyone does bad things and they suck. Um, but like, you can't be like, well, no, you know, at a certain point back, you have just decided it doesn't, it doesn't serve anything to like go into this and like, like who is, who am I helping? Who am I helping by going back and be like, let's cancel fucking Charles Dick. Nobody. Uh, like it's, I mean, and again, shit's crazy. Fucking Tom Hanks is on the Epstein list. Like, I, I I know that this is a thing. Like, I bring this up to my sister, and she's like, we don't talk about that, okay? Tom Hanks is a saint. And, like, in my mind, Patrick Swayze is the only person who seems like he, he was actually, like, good. And I'm sure somebody out there is like, well, actually, Patrick but. Right now, I don't know that. Right now, all I know is that, like, he he seemed like he just, like, wanted to, like, do a normal job kind of thing. Just wanted to, like, go and, like, have, like, a ranch or some shit. Like, it's <laughs> he he seemed, like, super cool and chill. Um, He, he got put in red on, you know, that's, I'm not going to put that on him. But, uh, yeah, fucking, yeah, man, people, people are going to be bad. And we have to just be like, yes, that's, yeah. that's probably I mean, true. Because why wouldn't let's, it? Let's be honest, okay? Um, What we're about to talk about right now. Do we think that Agatha Christie didn't have some fucking horrendous ideas or xenophobic like ideals or mindsets? Just a person that lived forever and a day ago when people were definitely like, oh no, we're not equal. Like we're not even pretending to try to be equal. People are yeah, lesser and more so. So we're not kidding. I listened to a comedian recently, he had a stand-up. He talked about like, oh, I went and visited George Washington's house. He's like, mm, that's a real loose term on the word house. He's like, Did you know it's actually a plantation? Yeah, you're like, oh, he's like, you yeah, know, but we casually ignore those yeah. things. On you know, people. my family, uh, my family sold uh, him that uh, the land for his house. That's like, that's like a thing that like my family members will bring up. I'm like, why are we talking about? Like, why are you doing this? Like, like hey, did you know we sold George Washington his plantation? Why, why are we? Why whoa, are we? Why are we, why are we doing? Yeah, so look where we are now. Like, it's it's karma. It, it exists. Like, don't 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 bring this up. Let's move on. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, I haven't like read a lot of Agatha Christie, so I don't know if she's like super chill and like has like really progressive values or if she was a product of her time as like, you know, people tend to be. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's all uh, of us. Are. I mean, like, let's let's think about it this way. Like, if we go back in time, 
I would not think the things I thought on September 12th, 2001, but I was stupid and just believed propaganda yeah, and nonsense. You know what I mean? Like we were literal children. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's like, I heard, uh, I was watching this, uh, this realist comedian today. It was like, isn't it fucking crazy that you go to school and you say the Pledge of Allegiance every day? Like, I want you to say, it's, you have to go in and it's like, okay, before you can learn things, you have to swear to never ever ever turn your back on america or betray america ever like promise me swear it can you imagine if you knew an adult that said the pledge of allegiance every single day you know how quickly that I, shifts like it's it it's isn't wild. a teacher and also the pledge of allegiance <laughs> when i was a kid and we did the pledge of allegiance it was my point to freestyle on that hoe you know i yeah. never said the true pledge of allegiance yeah you know I, it I was, was always Richard stands. It was never for which yeah, it stands. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, yeah, it's, like, did, it's also, like, do do other states do the state pledge? Like, is that, so, is that a thing? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think other states were actually their own country. So I don't think they give a fuck. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, fair. Texas yeah. is Texas. You got to remember, we are the most extra. When we go to other places, like, this is how I was phrased. Uh, our buddy Andrew went abroad and he likes to people. Oh, you can, now this is not work anymore. This was in 2010. You can't do it today. It's different. But back then, you could just be like, oh, you stupid American. I'm a Texan. Never mind. Everything you just said, I immediately well, back. Now, you say, I'm a Texan. They're like, oh, it's even worse. No, they, <laughs> they say everything still happens the way that you said, but it's because this person's fucking insane. So I need to get out of this situation. Again, Texas is a slang term in Northern Europe for batshit insane. Although I will say they love a Southern accent up there. Um like yeah, so yeah, Texas in Texas, we have to say the plex te the plexus text of allegiance, um, the Texas Pledge of Allegiance, and like you know the flag flies. Why is that a big deal? They always like to bring it up. Like Texas is the only state that the flag can fly as high as the American flag. Who gives a shit? But I do Texas. remember, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exactly. I remember I had a science teacher, uh, Mr. Boyd, when I was uh, at Bowman, who. In seventh grade, whenever we would do the Texas Pledge, he would end it with a because it like ends like you know Texas one and indivisible, and he says uh, Texas mm -hmm. one and divisible by by I don't remember if it was three or five because apparently like it, a hidden clause within the like the the articles of like whatever when we we became part of the United States was that Texas can at any time decide to split into like three different states just like willy-nilly um but yeah, yeah. It's, it's which won't uh, happen unless yeah. uh texas becomes democratic for some reason yeah. and all of a sudden People hey always, three states yeah. baby i mean it's like the folks are like no texas should like become its own country because like we had such a strong economy like do you not fucking understand how the federal government works you don't have a strong economy it's not you like it's you are being you're benefiting from the federal government which is fine but it's not you like it's they also say uh, like <laughs> they also say texas produces the most military people of any state is that good and i'm like well we're also big as fuck like only california could yeah. really compete with us in that sense like what are you and yeah like and and the ocean has the most water in it like what is yeah. that you're not saying anything yeah like, that me. doesn't mean anything to me but they're always like oh yeah texas <laughs> look I like being from Texas. It's yeah. better than being from Oklahoma, for example, or, true. you that know, anywhere else. But I don't enjoy one last thing before we move on to this movie. I don't know if you're aware because you don't live here anymore, um, but I hate this place. Um, 
<laughs> because when somebody clearly and obviously commits crimes and gets impeached and then people just oh, decide to vote Ken along party Paxson. lines, yeah. you're like, look, I get it. If you don't want to be like, look, we're not going to – well, I'm a Republican, so I'm not going to vote to convict Ken Paxton of fucking these heinous crimes. No, the okay, the but, Republicans wanted to do – like Republicans were like, yes. Like they they, they, said, they brought him up Two Republicans it. were like, yeah, let's do it. And then yeah. the other 16 were like, no. Yeah, and yeah. my big issue is um, there were certain clauses that very obviously he's guilty of. When oh, yeah. the public goes to ask for it's freedom of information it. releases yeah. and he refuses to give them to you, that is dereliction of duty. He is yeah. guilty. And if the you're fact like, like, no, no, no that he's old, not guilty. That's a matter of like secure of state security. Be like, what? Finding out that you're a huge piece of shit. Like you could argue that for anything. Like, no, no, no you guys are gonna feel weird about having me be in charge if you find out about this. So I'm not gonna tell you. Um, no, I saw it's, that and I was like not shocked in the slightest. It is Texas. And then this is what also bugs me. So you know how there's so many people out here that want to have this storyline about all these liberals trying to like squash our freedom of speech and not let us be able to live our no, lives or do whatever. It's the opposite of that. You are actively making movies about blatant lies to talk about Trump or talk about Biden or all these other things, and you're paying for them through QAnon or through other things, and uh, you're being able to release them into theaters or let people go see them. How are you being censored in freedom of speech? You made a movie about bullshit conspiracy theory lies, and they let you put it out in theaters, but you're being held back with your freedom of speech. Like, grow the fuck yeah. up. And also, every I'm pretty adult, sure... Hmm. Go on. I would say every adult needs to be required to go back and like recertify prove that you still can pass a high school like get a high school degree or something because you're a fucking moron yeah or like yeah you have to you have to prove that you have competency before you're allowed to vote you can't so watch, i do like, think i do think that you should have to pass a civics test every year in order to be to be able to vote i think that's like a fully reasonable expectation that if you're going to make like like or, or and also have voting voting be like a compulsory thing that like uh, I, you vote yeah. Like there, there's no that I wrote yeah. why that was useful in 2009 for yeah. government at college. I was like, oh, there's no place. <laughs> there's no place that that's not useful. But I mean, yeah, like if you want to talk about like the freedom of speech thing, I don't know of any like, sure, like there are, are liberal policies that are like, hey, don't say this one word because it's heinous. The mm -hmm. only folks I know of that are like, if you you can't talk about this whole thing that is a real thing that happened like to part of our country's background you can't mention it or else you're fucking going to like monopoly jail i only know of one political group that's really striving to do that so i don't think that you have to worry about the liberals taking away your freedom of speech that's not the thing right? that's happening here which i mean again i don't really want to get into like a strange like mark Marin like you know political soapbox here but like that's the whole fucking thing with the like the the, the far right thing is it's one having people the the poorest folks vote against their own self interest because they've been tricked into thinking that somehow if these folks are in power that that's going to trickle down to them which is not yeah. how that shit works and but, how has that worked you know, out are you still poor yeah. have your family been yeah. poor for generations it's, have y'all been voting this way for generations yeah. like. Yeah, come on, man. Like it's 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 uh... another wild thing that I don't understand. I mean, I understand it, but people are acting like they're surprised. Like Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher are scabs. Oh, they just crossed the picket line are and you, stuff. And are I'm you just like, shocked? Like I'm a one, little more shocked with Drew Barrymore. I a do little not, bit more. I'm not shocked by by Bill Maher, no, Bill Maher fucking no. at all. Are you kidding me? Drew Barrymore shocked me a little bit only because 
her family's been in the film industry for like four or five generations. Like they yeah. fought every labor strike, every like. So yeah, that's. It's like, oh well, I gotta worry about my my crew and my this that and the other. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, yeah, you I mean, and Bill Maher. The the CEO of <laughs> Netflix comes from a really strong union family. I'm just saying that like sometimes it's sometimes just, the things don't get but I was reading about that. It's like she's like like this apology video that she put up and then took down because people were fucking roasting her alive. Um oh. like Alyssa Milano, like all like people who are like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Um, she was like, well, you know, it's really complicated. And like, I have been like, really, gosh, it's been so hard for me to come to like to come to this decision. And like, I just need you to know that I'm the victim in this situation. Like, yeah, it is complicated. You know, what's more complicated when you fucking go out there and you start making TV again. So it makes it more difficult for us to do the thing that we're doing. Drew, what are you doing? Like, and like, of all the people. Bitch, we know you have money. Like, what? Do you, we know you're not hurting. Yeah. Like, pay, pay the people. And you, you can't say, oh, you know, like I want to make sure that my staff pay, pay them. You pay them the money. You don't have to make sure that they still have money. Other shows you know are doing that. Assume, pay them. Yeah, you know who I assume makes the most money out of anybody on the Drew Barrymore show? Drew fucking Barrymore. Yeah. So she could have. Like that's what John Oliver's been doing. John Oliver hasn't have his writers, doesn't have his staff, doesn't have his crew. John Oliver's like, I make millions of dollars a year. I can afford to throw out these guys like half a million dollars so they can live for the next six months. And now I have workers. Like this is how do you not? This is how you become a cult leader. You could literally be like, hey guys, I paid for y'all's bills for six months while we were on strike. Aren't y'all gonna come in and work a little extra, help me out on the show for Sleep Week? Like you that John Oliver's gonna do a heel turn. <laughs> Tell him, look, I have generosity within me, but I also know how to use it to my advantage. I'm right, just saying, right. nobody's like if if somebody paid for my bills for there's six no, months and that was like, no hey, such Thomas, thing as a free lunch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a, this is America, okay? Yeah, I'm right, not okay. naive to that fact. If yeah. tell them if somebody paid my bills, I'm sort of think in my head genuinely after probably like, if somebody paid all my bills for like five years, I think I would have to kill somebody for them. I think that might well, be a trade off. You know, like it's you know. So if so, like your parents, like if your parents were well, like Thomas, you have to go kill somebody for me. Let's like, be honest. All right, got um, you. Yeah. If there was somebody. Uh, probably family would be the only person a I petty feud for. like it's it's like, like not no, a petty Carl, feud but if like <laughs> fucking stole my ken jiffy ken griffey jr fucking rookie card you gotta go. oh dude now first off if that happens yeah, I, yeah. that can be solved with simple assault okay you don't yeah. have to commit murder for something like that you can just yeah. commit simple assault and get, look yeah. at oj right uh, yeah. simple armed robbery will get you your stuff back you don't have to I mean, but, I saw that video of of fucking OJ like pranking that reporter when he like knocks on her door and it has a knife. It's like <laughs> OJ. It's like what? The look, OJ. I just I decided in this moment, OJ and Kanye are the same people, just different generations. Because you like are so dispatched from reality that you don't even understand or conceptualize of like what you are doing or what's going on. Right, but OJ at least has the good sense to allow himself to fall under the radar. Like he he is every like, once in a while, yeah, and then, like, then he'll then come he'll, pop up with something yeah. and you'll be like, Jesus like, Christ. I wrote a book how it. if I did murder this person, I would have. Like that's that that like, is and we like we OJ, fine, I guess I guess fine. Like I guess OJ okay. is the first yeah. person the OJ is the first person to comment anytime a husband kills a wife. Yeah. Oscar Pistorius kills his lady. OJ's like, oh man, who would have thought Blade Runner was out here murdering wives? And he's like, why are you commenting on this, OJ? You have no say in this. Uh, yeah. But actually, I'm really glad you brought that up because speaking of murdering, 
it does segue into our movie very well because you have uh, somebody, ironically, people love this movie because they were like, oh, we have to boycott it because Johnny Depp's in it and we don't know the outcome of this Amber Heard stuff yet. And then like, well, no, but he gets killed. So it makes it like yeah, I, acceptable I to watch it. I mention when I saw, like I hadn't, I've only seen the second of the uh, of the the Kenneth Branagh, Branagh um, Hercule Poirot, uh, and when I so I didn't know any of the cast going into this. Oh, when okay. I saw him, I immediately was like, "Oh shit, that's right, Johnny Depp was in movies." I'm not saying anything about anything. I am saying that that was the response that I had. That seeing Jonathan Depp in a movie that came out within the past twenty years threw me in a major way like it's it's that's all i'm that's all i'm saying whoa 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 hang on i thought you just said pirate stuff yeah is this does does everyone know does everyone know johnny's here i'm just i just want to make sure that everyone knew yeah Yeah. are we just it did honestly there were multiple times where i was like is johnny even interacting with anybody else on this set are you you know like it did feel like allowing kenneth branagh to be there everyone else is green screened in (laughs) it does feel that way the whole movie yeah oh but yeah let's uh honestly let's try to talk about this cast because it's fucking stacked and i assume that since you've lived on this earth for the amount of years that you have lived you kind of know murder on the Orient Express already. Yeah, Kenneth yeah. Branagh playing like the OG Perra- murder mystery. It is. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh playing Hercule Poirot, Judy Dench playing uh, Princess Maximova. Yeah, I don't remember. Dragonovich, isn't it? Isn't it Dragonovich? It's. I hate when they do this. The cast list is not an order of importance. It's an order of appearance. Dragomirov, Dragomirov, Princess Dragomirov. Dragomirov. Yeah, Olivia right. Coleman playing Hildegard Schmidt. Uh, you have, oh goodness, let's see. There's so many people in this. So many uh, words here. You got Josh Gad playing uh, McQueen. Willem Dafoe playing a German Nazi racist. Daisy Ridley playing Daisy Ridley. Um, you got Leslie Odom Jr. playing the one black person in the world. You have uh, some dude playing Book, who I didn't look up on Posty. You have that by chance? Oh uh, yeah, it's a uh, Tom Bateman. Okay, Tom Bateman. That's a super normal last name. Yep, uh, you just have a guy. Michelle Pfeiffer playing um, a horned up widower. I don't know. I can't remember her name either. It's, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's David, uh, Mrs. Hubbard. Hubbard. You have David Jacoby playing the old uh, valet. What is he? Butler? He's, he's, like a, he's like a butler. He's essentially a butler. Um, you have, don't mix them up, Thomas. Penelope Cruz is playing. Uh, Pilar oh, Estravados. Thank you. I was like, what's her name again? Because I just was like the missionary. And then yeah. you have Johnny Depp playing Johnny Depp. And um, I think yeah. that and Manuel everybody. Garcia Rufo. Thank you. As, uh, as um, Marquez. Marquez. Yeah. yeah. Who is not in this cast photo. Oh, yeah. And then you've no. got, you've got, uh, we talk about, uh, yeah, we've got uh, Count Andrenal. Oh, How yeah. Ca- also, why are they counts? Like, it's it's like, they're just like, oh, you know, we're doing, like, at no point. Right. I I mean, I guess that's the whole thing is that they're lying about themselves, but no one for a second when interacting with these people, maybe I don't understand what being a count or a countess is, but everyone's just like essentially saying it's like, you know, like uh, fucking Mr. Steve up at the school who teaches biology. Like it's like, oh, you know, count, uh, count and drain. I would like to point out. So it depends on what country you are from, like your count level, but count is maybe only two steps below the actual king or queen 
like yeah, count like and Baron Duke and, somewhere. Yeah, they're like high ranking ones. Not it's like that's it's like up there with Lord. Or yeah, like, you're a big it's, ranking dude. It feels very casual. Although I will, I suppose that there is a princess also on this that they're just like, oh fucking yeah, I guess she's here. Like, yeah, it's like, like a princess, a count, a countess. All I mean, it's stuff. it's like what? When does this take place? Like the the twenty nineteen thirty six. It said I so. Think I... There's like eighteen people in the world, so I guess it's not yeah. that big of a deal when you it's run into one of them. Nineteen thirty six. It starts in Istanbul, goes to the train. So it's got to yeah. be you know between World War One and two, and the movie opens with Pro in Jerusalem, uh, with a rabbi, a priest, and a man. You know, just like how any normal joke would go. And you have to establish all this nonsensical stuff where I'm just like, look, I don't know how the world worked in 1936. I was not alive. Um, wasn't even being thought about, to be frank with you. Um, they didn't know that biracial people were going to be allowed to exist in 1936 right. on the planet. But it, I don't, I'm, this is just, I'm not talking about the way it's written or the movie. I'm talking about in real life. Why would I don't understand why this cop would be the one that steals this fucking holy artifact thing? This like main sheriff dude. Because um, last time I checked, like regardless of whether there's peace or not, police are still present. You know what I mean? Like they're still like, hey, just in case. Like it's not like, oh man, the the Islam, uh, Judaism, yeah. and Christianity all decided they're going to coexist peacefully, so, so we don't need any police officers. So like, my interpretation of it is that, like again, because this is like the '30s, that. He it wasn't just that he was the cop that was there, that he like had like a considerable amount of power in that situation, being okay. like the, the kind of like the chief of police in this in this thing, and like you know, that he's kind of swinging that around a bit. It's not just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm Officer Dougie and uh, I'm here to do stuff. Uh, that's that's what I um, oh, so I want to point out about this movie that and I, I think it, it makes sense given like the kind of you know. It's a murder mystery. It's a, you know, the classical literature kind of thing. Um, but these movies never really feel like movie. Like, it feels like a play. It doesn't feel like yeah. a movie. Like, it's yeah. like everyone is acting in such an exaggerated manner, which works. But if I find myself thinking about it at all, it feels insane. Like, every... I think that's the go-to for anything that was made or it's like made currently, but it's taking place anytime yeah. before World War II. They're like, oh, we have to be very proper and exaggerated. And it's like, dude, chill the fuck out with that shit. Okay? They're trying like, to convince I, me the whole time that, that, yeah. it's, that it's 1936. And yeah. I want to ask this very important question. Are, is this movie trying to imply that in this universe, there is no longer going to be any... Uh, violence or issues going forward with jerusalem because hercule Poirot just solved the right no he fixed it just just <laughs> like how just like how denzel solved racism and remember the titans hercule Poirot like finally got the shit together in uh jerusalem with this one act everything is cool and chill now that's just what, yeah that's kind of what they imply then he has to go yeah. off he's like i'm on vacation me and my mustaches plural need to go which by the way i want to point out they were being subtle in this one I haven't seen Death on the Nile or Haunting. It's a much more yet. intense mustache. It is the but same, the, yes. but more intense. It is <laughs> like it. I don't. I cannot describe why it's different, but it fucking is definitely more there. He is a. Uh, he is not kidding around with this. These mustaches. It's like he grows them. Yeah, it's like we're progressing time. He grows them. Uh, but yeah, Hercules hanging out, trying to be on vacation. Runs into his friend Buck. 
with uh, this to me, I'm not going to lie, genuinely a hilarious moment. Oh, uh, book or Mr. Pearl, this is my friend, right? Uh, prostitute. She is. I am. And I'm just like, this is. Yeah, super chill. Everything's like, good. Good yeah. comedy. You know what I mean? Just like good comedy. Uh, but yeah, book's like, oh, you need to get somewhere. Cool. Well, you can sit on my train. And I have a question. How the fuck do people own trains? Like, I don't, yeah, maybe like a private train or I car or something. I I think what it the implication because if I remember because again I've seen the second one if I remember from book it's like that his family is very influential I think his family has a company that owns the Orient Express like okay. yes it's like his train but I don't think it's like that it's like ah no I bought this train and like here it is now I have it be the Orient Express um, I don't really I it, you know it I could be it was wrong, very but... confusing to me though that's why I kept being like I'm like wait book you keep saying because it's not like book keeps saying like oh like my company right like, he literally refers to this throughout the entire movie as his train hey my train is yet going or this hey this is my train fuck you telling me that this is all booked up and by yeah. the way who the fuck is the random person that like didn't show up that. Yeah, he, that's the like, story I want to see. He's supposed to be yeah. bunking with McQueen, meaning he's involved in all of this scenario. So that, who is this person? That is so that is interesting, is that because that's like the kind of you know, spoiler alert if you are like trying to finish this movie as you're listening to this. Um at the end, that's like the whole thing is like, oh, actually, everything was like hyper planned out. There was nothing that here that didn't. So again, why was there one motherfucker who like what, what was the what was the idea there? Was it that was part of the original plan impingent upon there not being somebody in Josh Gad's car? And also, isn't that make doesn't that make more sense? Because the whole time people are like, why the fuck are there so many people on the train? This never happened. That that does not make I didn't think about it, which is I actually really uh, you got to hand it to a movie where they hand you something that's like this is something it's definitely something. And then you immediately forget it ever existed. Um, it, yeah. The one thing that bugged me with it is just I know you can only do what you can do. Like I know what the right. story is a story and stuff, but it's like to me, it's just been when book was like, hey, we're putting Pearl on the train. Oh, I'm sorry. Everything's booked out. You mean that we have, you know, 30 something people on this train? No, I mean, eight people or whatever many people, like 12 people bought entire cars. So I can't just give, even though there's multiple beds in each car, like if you just said McQueen bought the whole car, so I can't just give him, like give you a seat, even though it's available, then he would be like, this is my train. He can get put on the train regardless. Yeah. They can live with it. I'm that would actually, have been more acceptable. Yeah, I'm actually fucking in charge because apparently this is my train. Like it's, I can do whatever the hell I want. Um, That's that kind of, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but basically, Poro gets on the train. You get the setup. Johnny Depp's doing his thing, being real creepy and weird. Yeah. Uh, Branagh's doing his thing. You get, obviously, I want this, this is, look, I just want to say this. As a black man in society, if it is 1936, don't you fucking touch a white woman. I don't care I, if you are yeah. nothing. You don't do it. You're on the top of a boat you know, or a train. You know when people like people like to look at things. They like to look at spectacle. Boats, trains, trolleys. Don't be touching people in public. If y'all were so, in your fucking cabin, do your yeah. thing. But like, 
the fact that both these characters want to pretend like Perot mm-hmm. didn't see them touching, and he's like, right, and yeah. you didn't like immediately lose your goddamn mind and freak out. So that tells me y'all know. What yeah, you're you were saying like, like super plot, like specific things. Like again, the, the amount of times in movies where people are like talking within eight and a half feet of someone that they're like, okay, be really quiet, and then we murdered the guy. Like it's it never makes any. But so there is an implication in this movie that outside of America, fucking everything was fine and chill for like people that like were like interracial couples and things like that. That like racism really only existed in America, which I guess might be the case, but I don't really think it was. I mean, I listen, hear me out on this. Did we not experience this thing called the Holocaust after this point? Well, That's, well and, right. I and- think. It wasn't just the Jewish people. It was yeah. Romanies. It was gays. It was that's clearly there's black people. Everything like I mean, I I guess that that statement in the movie is clearly it is specifically that there is, it's illegal. It was illegal in the states. Yes. Interracial marriage was currently illegal in the states. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I found myself at that time too being like, this feels like for the time. You're being very cavalier, and I do kind of like there's there's some shows like what's what's that like like um uh Bridgerton or whatever like these, okay, these yeah. shows that will kind of like be like what if racism never was and like I can kind of like I can get behind like I I don't know like if I'm yeah, always like that's what, the right way to do that but they're not you know doing they that here categorize Bridgerton as though a fantasy series right so it's a little bit more acceptable with this one it was just to me it's just a minor thing but it's like. You're trying to leave breadcrumbs or let people think, oh, I, I know I came to this movie knowing there's a murder, so I got to figure out what's going on and stuff. Right. It's like you're doing it too much. You're being far too obvious. Be, again, I'll get far too obvious. Did we not see the German, the quote-unquote German, walk up and be like, yo, homie, don't ever yeah. make me sit with this black dude again. Are you fucking disrespectful? Like should sit with like. So you mean to tell me he should sit by himself yeah. for three days and not talk to anybody? And he's like, oh, no, the Mexican can hang out with him or something. Like, he probably know. thinks it's shitty that I'm sitting with him, too. Like, it's yeah. it's just like, why would you do and this then, to him? Can we, I want to point out, I don't know if they wrote it. Because I, I have not read um, Murder on the Orient Express since, like, seventh grade. And so I don't remember it, anything but the ending. But why do we need your whole, you don't want to mix white wine with red wine? And it's like, oh, I love a rosé, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, can we? This is not, this is a really terrible metaphor. Like, I just want to point out that I don't know if you think you're talking to an 11 year old when you're trying to do this, you know, example, but you could just, you know, just directly talk to him or say something, you know, and also Daisy Ridley being the one person that's like, well, what's the problem with black people, homie, does not help people think that you're not in love with this black man. Like, like, I don't know him. Right. Yeah. What? Like, but you're yeah, the only person defending him or standing up for him. Also, the uh, very clear class background of Willem Dafoe's character leads me to believe that motherfucker knows about like bullshit blush. We're just like, ah, I just mix them together. There's no way that he did not know that that was a thing that people did. Don't get me wrong. That's not blush. That's I'm like certain that that's not actually what blush is. Like if you go to the, the store and I'm like, I would like to buy a blush, please. I'm pretty damn sure that, that ain't it. That's not a white Zinfandel. Um, but like, I just no, don't do that. But uh, just, yeah. yeah, they um, lots of nonsense ensues. I do really like the sequence of the train getting derailed. I would like to say that yeah. is done very well. Uh, I also would like to say, I guess. 
I don't know. To me, it's like, should y'all not have been pushed off of this cliff and dead? Like, I feel like the way that the actual train is coming where the avalanche hits them, they get derailed. But it does also, the entire time, look like they're off the side of a cliff. And I don't know if you know how gravity works, but if the train gets derailed, the snow and the train are going to keep going down the mountain. So y'all are going to fall off this cliff and y'all are all just going to plummet to your death. Yeah, it's... Well, I guess so the... It seemed like what happened, what they want us to believe anyways, is that when the train is like going through the main path of it, it's like the kind of like the um, the the ephemeral like dust cloud of snow before like the actual one. And that most of the train was or a, a, at least an amount of the train was in this tunnel. Um, and so, like, okay. yes, like, although that doesn't fucking make any sense either, make, because yeah. there was snow on the track was the issue like yeah so and that, look that, in, the, yeah. in the in your backgrounds that man is standing in front of the train not in the tunnel yeah so, that's the other thing <laughs> is that like I, I you there are so many stuff because i was remembering that i was like wait don't we never see them inside this tunnel how does this because yeah they said that they dispatched the tra- like which is funny but they have the people come they're like oh we have a your train mess up with the train we gotta fix it let's derail you this and the other okay love all that but now they're stuck having to figure out this murder mystery and i don't I, let's just talk about I don't know how to describe it in order because who fucking cares so let's just pick the people I mean just talk about their scenes I guess that'd be the easiest way yeah so who would you like to discuss first which character or characters do you enjoy um I guess we can them? well enjoy is a word uh let's or start should we with start the... with the actual murders we start with yeah yeah Johnny I mean, Depp I think and then maybe... yeah yeah so okay. you know Johnny Depp is like very clearly uh unsavory and he's like trying to which like again I get it. There's so few people on planet Earth that everyone seems to know who everyone else is. So he's like immediately like, oh, you you come and you, you sit down, you, you share a meal with me. And he's like, fuck you. I'm going to go do this. Oh, he'll leave. Why is that? No. <laughs> like that's that is very that's peculiar. Even like Josh guys like, I guess I'll leave. Um, but um, I also so don't get. Yeah. Why is the why the John Waters mustache? Why is it that if you said something in the past? The John Waters mustache is the go-to for this dude's this unsavory person. I, well, uh, I bet that there has to be like more precedent for that than the John Waters, because you know he was getting it from somewhere. Like, yes, he's the guy of who. Course. It's like fucking Michael Jordan rocking the Hitler stash. Like, like a hundred years from now, maybe that'll be the Jordan. The the the, the yeah. The I, if it, I like, don't think it's ever gonna not be the Hitler stash. Let's just right. all be honest. Like, yeah. does that seem weird? That like probably like prior to the 1940s that was a fully acceptable like manner of wearing your facial hair and it, then it never was ever again for the fullness of time regardless of how much basketball just, you play it's just very off-putting to yeah. be honest with you i don't understand how that was it even a thing bad. it's, it's so not weird it's not good um but uh you know mu- mustaches aside uh yeah you know he, he tries to get fucking kenneth branagh to uh be his which that's not what he does he's like he watched my back he's a detective not a bodyguard what the why are you doing this and how is threatening him at gunpoint like and i don't understand any of the things that like oh well i'm gonna point a gun at you now no i still decline like i'm not doing that for you yeah it's it feels like the movie one the movie, it seems like, wants to paint uh, Johnny Depp's character as, like, really fucking bad at being this dude. Like, bad yeah. bad at crime. Um, while simultaneously being like, no, he's, like, the a huge fucking deal. I mean, I guess 
that's not really necessary. He like murdered this child after kidnapping her. And that's the only thing. It wasn't like that he was like known for like the heist of the fucking century. Um, but that he seems pretty inept at this. And uh, I mean, I guess if no matter how good or bad you are, like if you like, it seems to me, I don't know if this was written before or after, but this cl- clearly to me, it's like, this is just the Lindbergh baby. Like the, the Lindbergh baby got abducted out of their crib in the house, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they found yeah. it was dead later. It was the crime of the century, this, that, and the other. And I'm just like, okay. Here's the issue I have, though. Like, Johnny, that is supposed to be, like you say, this great all-time criminal. It doesn't seem that way. One, he has no, like, casualness or chill about him. He clearly seems like he will just be murdering people every second he gets because he, his right. go- he's like, oh, I asked you to do it. You said no, so I'm going to just pull my gun out. That's not how things happen, okay? Like, it's not – that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I mean, he's at all. He is a big, like, he's an idiot. Like, that's the whole thing is that, like, you know, he's doing this job that kind of requires, like, an element of understanding of, like, culture and has no ability to do that whatsoever. Um, So I guess there's, it just, it feels the air with which they're trying to portray this gentleman feels confused at times. Like, you kind of have to pick one of those. Either he's a, he's, like, successful at B, or maybe maybe that's just me. I guess at no point are they trying to tell me that he's like fucking the bee's knees at doing crimes. Um, maybe that's just like that. I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, that. it's um, it just it feels that way for sure because even him with the oh I try to be an art dealer, but like people accuse me of having fakes or this that and the other. It's like you clearly aren't very good portraying at yeah. good at anything. Yeah. Then he gets some threats. We see. Johnny Depp gets murdered, stabbed a bajillion times uh, all over the place. It's crazy. Now Perot needs to figure out what's going on. Like you say, though, we figure out he is Cassetti, the uh, murderer of this baby. And also, it's like, dude, I don't understand why you murdered that baby. They paid the ransom. Like, what? Like, you you say, you're trying to make him overly evil at this point? Yeah. I don't... So, another question that I just thought of. So, there is... There are two narratives that we are presented with of what happened in this. The first being that the original plan for this uh, put forth by the doctor was that they were going to um, reveal Cassetti to the police. That is like what's said. And he's like, oh, but then I saw him. I knew it that I had to kill him. That doesn't make any fucking sense. And maybe that, okay, maybe that is, maybe that was just part of like him trying to be like, I'll be the person His who cover goes up, down yeah, I think, for it. Because like, multiple he feels people like, try to, yeah. yeah, take the fall. And I'm just like, y'all are stupid. If that was the case, if somebody was willing to do this, why the second it happened, did you not just go, look guys, I actually did it, so. Right, but so with that being said, why are they sending these letters to him? How does Thank that you. help? Like, what is that? What is that? 80? To me, the letters are have to be from like the Italian mafia. It has to be a different threat yeah, from somebody. It has else. To There's be, no yeah. way, it, it, like, because it, it makes no sense. They're just like, you're already gonna kill him. Like, you've and you I also got don't it. understand. Like, like, this is my issue too. Johnny Depp's on this train. Okay, let's minor spoiler for the end of the film. You trying to tell me Johnny Depp doesn't recognize one of these goddamn people that he clearly had to have case studied and figured out before breaking into this fucking house and stealing this baby. You don't recognize the cook, the babysitter, the maid, the fucking butler, the fucking like you don't recognize uh I mean well, half of these people, yeah, you would never have met. But they're the, the look, Penelope Cruz 
you showed the clip of this motherfucker walking right past her while she's sleeping, looking exactly like fucking Penelope I mean, Cruz. To Don't be t- fair, he's painted as being terrible at everything he's doing. And like broken clocks right twice a day. Maybe it was just like, this is the one time he did a thing that like wasn't immediately like, fucking no, you did everything bad and wrong. Um, I mean, I guess in a way he did, but like, I don't think, I don't really buy that he was like really like delving into, because I mean, I guess, you know, the daughter of a famous actress that's like a source of money i suppose like it, it's not like you're just stealing the president's daughter or something like that yeah. i don't really know just, the the casing the joint kind of thing yeah i mean like to me people didn't change their names you don't remember like you don't read the newspaper about the crime yeah. that you fucking committed one guy right? changed like, his name one guy one. changes yeah it's that's it's what throws me off and stuff but it's okay because Johnny Depp's dead. And now we got to figure out before the train gets fixed who did the murdering. And so, yeah, you know, however you want to do it. I think, I don't know how the, who would be. I guess we start first... with Josh Gad's character. Okay, that let's start like with. The most sensical because yeah. he is the first one to be interviewed. So, uh, McCready, McCleary, McCracken. McQueen. What's McQueen? Steve uh, McQueen. That helps. That helps me out. Steve McQueen is uh, being interviewed, and he's like, oh, hey, I'm an alcoholic. You know, prohibition doesn't work for me, so I came over here. Yeah, he's a shady dude, blah, blah, blah. Uh, da, da, da. Then he's like, oh, you stole from him? And he's like, yeah, why would I kill the person that I'm skimming off the top from? I don't know, yeah. because he found out you were skimming off the top? Excuse me? What? Yeah, after, <laughs> after doing this whole thing of... what? So there's a couple of things here, and I feel like this. these might be more things where I'm, I, as I say them, I figure out what it is, but like... So there's this whole bit later in the movie when uh, McQueen like runs out of there. Does he, how does he, how but, like it's it's like the implication there is because thirty seconds prior in the privacy of a room by themselves with no opportunity for anybody to communicate anything, uh, Poirot and like one or two other people was like, oh no, it's fucking it's McQueen. That he knew immediately somehow preternaturally to get out of there and go where i don't know but like to go um i think that felt odd it feels yeah because like you say he's just going trying to burn the ledger to hide that he's stealing from him or whatever and i can get that part i have a problem with this this is no disrespect or offense josh gad you are not outrunning kenneth brown i don't care if he has a fucking hurt knee or not like you're you're an alcoholic, overweight man. You are not outrunning the world's greatest detective. Like, just, yeah, that's I, the part that was like I disbelievable. Think there's a there's a little bit of this here, like across the board. I think that in a way serves to illustrate that like these people are like not killers. They're just like folks who are in this situation. Um, because you know, yeah, again, he's just no nobody here seems like very like good at what they're doing. They just seem like they're kind of like doing it um yeah that is fair yeah. uh but yeah josh Gad, they figure out all that stuff but then they're like okay well you're not the killer uh you, you can't be that seems odd i can't recall who they inter- oh i think next they do um J- david jacoby or uh or jacob jacoby yeah, whatever, because yeah, yeah, the yeah. butler because and they're like oh and he has genuine motive he's like okay they figure out that he was um or i guess uh first off josh Gad, they figure out oh you're the son of the prosecutor for the uh, the Armstrong 
case. Yeah, then got like lost everything as a result. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have the butler who they find out was like the commanding officer or well, no, they something. so they don't find out any of this shit until the very end. Like there's yes. there's no point like they at this point he Well says they didn't know that he I don't know how they know, but they figure out that he's sick. And so he's like, they, they figure out he's with... sick because like, he like, again, this is, it's, he, he just like touches his like lip is like, Ugh. like he has like a toothache. And, uh, then you find out that he has like thyroid cancer, um, mm-hmm. as, which like, seems like a big jump. Um, like toothache. No, it's cancer. Isn't it like that? Like I, I get it, Poirot, but like, it's, it's, something something it's, it's odd but then because of that he's like, they're like okay that explains why you were willing to be rude or mean to your yeah because he just doesn't give a shit anymore yeah he's like, like fucking what are you gonna do like yeah so that but they still like but he doesn't seem like he's the killer then uh for lack of a better thought i think they interview willem dafoe doctor and no, he's just like i don't think they interview no. him yet i think they interview uh uh the princess next Okay. Or either that or Daisy. Or Daisy. It's one of the two. So let's do, let's just do the princess. So you have the princess and her helper maid. How, what do you think Olivia Coleman is in this movie? Um, Like she's a, she's a, a assistant. She's she's like a a maid woman in waiting kind of companion. You know, like I know that like in the old times, lots of people like would hire somebody just to be like a companion and a friend and hang out with them and do whatever. So, but they are, uh, and this is a fun fact. So they're doing the interview and, you know, you f- they find out that the princess was the godmother to the Armstrong baby. Like they do deduce that before uh, the end of the movie, mainly because she has a photo and other things up that like kind of let Toro know, hey, you're connected to this. Uh, but she's like, yeah, I'm clearly an old woman. Like, what am I going to do? I'm a princess. Even if I did murder somebody, you can't do anything about it. So right. get past yourself. He's like, okay, fair. But he asks Olivia Coleman, and she's like, hey, I speak German. And then I didn't have subtitles. So I was like, I'm just going to guess. Essentially, I assume that she's telling him, like, no, I saw the conductor, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, oh, the conductor. And he's like, yeah, those right here. And she's like, no, 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 no. There's a different conductor. And he's like, "Ah, that's not possible. There's no way. Right. So that's how they figure out, oh, there's a second conductor. Something happened. Things have gotten mixed up, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, And that's they find, like, the jacket and the kimono and all that nonsense. They're trying to, like, it's all just, you know, red herrings. It's just Right. You off your scent. Uh, then he interviews da- Daisy Ridley, I believe, prior to the doctor, right? Or he, no, the doctor, yeah, gets... no the, the doctor doesn't really ever get interviewed. It's just like in the course of, like, it, it, like in the hallway at one point, he asks him a couple of questions. Okay. Yeah, Daisy gives the most suspicious fucking interview ever, where she is like super. She like knows all this stuff. Like she's like kind of like um like a a. Uh, detective in training kind of thing like that's the whole energy and like the so there are a lot of things that feel kind of not like heavy-handed but the energy with which uh Poirot like meets her character it always feels like it's like fucking who believe who's buying this who's buying that you're like no you're great like I just I think that you're like you know someone's a murderer like, you know that someone, like, why are you, uh, and I guess the idea is, like, to put this person, like, at ease, but, like, I don't know, whatever. But uh, she but then immediately she's like, refuses to tell him, like, hey, I very clearly 
saw you saying something that like is plot centric. Like if I find some, if I'm like walking through the city and I hear somebody say that, I'm like, okay, that's a side quest, I guess. Like there's a thing that I'm supposed to follow there. Um, it no. is wild. She's, isn't she like, she's like, oh, I'm not talking about that. He's like, cool. So how long have you been in love with doctor? And she's like, how dare you insinuate that I'm in love with a black man? And he's like, I'm not insinuating. I'm stating that you and him know each other. And she's like, well, my silence is like, okay, your silence, just so we can be clear, is confirmation. Like, I know that you think that silence is like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, don't yeah. have the right to not speak. Blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. Okay. But when I ask you directly if you love that black man and you're like, my silence is, can be done. Uh, okay. Then that's a yes. Right. But she's, uh, and multiple times, she's like, you're right. Isn't it towards the end? And he's like, hey, can you answer these questions for me? And she's like, fuck off. I don't know how to help you. Like, you know, he sounds like you should have a really shitty problem. I'm like, if anybody, is acting like they're the killer. It's definitely you. And right. the, and then, but like when Perot's like, look, bitch, if you don't answer my questions, I'm going to have to take you in. And then freaking Leslie Odom just shoots Perot in the shoulder. I know that we are, we're going through storylines. So it's, and you're like, what in the homie? You do realize you just shot a cop. Like that is still a crime and you are still black. The fact that Perot is kind of like, let's just forget all that ever happened. Well, is he a cop at this point? Because I, I think. The... They keep saying he's an inspector. Do they? Do they? Yeah, inspector parole. Okay, because I like... know that like there's like a point where, if I'm remembering correctly, there's like a point where like Perot is like a private detective, and there's a point where Perot is like prior to that is like a Brussels cop. Um, I think anytime he's not that. in his jur jurisdiction, he's probably a private detective. Because you're right. But I just know that when he gets off of the train, the dude at the yeah. station is like, oh, is the inspector coming out or is he here? And he's like, I'm, I'm yeah, because it, it's he's not checking in like he doesn't have like people he answers to ever like a cop might. But um, it, it uh, is odd, you know, but yeah, like, then Leslie Adams like, oh, well, like, you're not a killer because you were a killer. You wouldn't have shot me in the arm would have killed me because you clearly had a good shot. This, that and the other. You know, the doctors, it's like you you took an oath to uh, to not do this. Now you're going to. Tell me that you're a killer. I don't believe that. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. They find out that the uh, Hispanic Mendoza is. Is not Mendoza. He's, his name, his yeah. name is not Mendoza. But it's Marquez. Marquez. It's close enough. Yeah. I remember it was an M. Yeah. So Marquez, he's like the ninth person in the list. Like, let's be honest. He's not the most. Well, also, so if they're all in this together, why is McQueen trying to throw Marquez under the bus? I think that they're, the point is that I think the plan for them, which makes no sense because none of them knew a fucking cop was going to be on the train when they did all this. Yeah, I think the plan is they're all supposed to throw suspicion at somebody while simultaneously uh, taking like giving somebody else an alibi. Or, so, or like, is it is it more that they're like, okay, someone's gonna go down, but it's not gonna be me, kind of. Maybe, thing. yeah, maybe. But I'm thinking like, if you all like, it's kind of like Inside Man with Spike Lee. If all of you like throw suspicion at somebody while simultaneously guaranteeing these two, I saw it can't be them. Then if that happens across the board to everybody, then you're like, well, everybody has an alibi and everybody is suspicious. So I don't know right. what the real truth is. And I think that's what they were like, trying to do. It's just. It's a book and it's written and they want you to be right, on your yeah. toes. They just want to keep having these things happen. But yeah, but they find out, okay, you're not real. Uh, Marquez, you're not really what you say you are. You clearly know something or something's going on. Like what, what's the dealio? I think that's when he's like. He's in the movie yeah. the least amount. Like yes. he's probably the, and like, the 
Yeah. By the time he's interviewed and stuff, uh, Poro's already figured out the Armstrong thing is tied in. Because at this point, he starts asking other people about the Armstrong stuff. He figures out that he was, like, financed by the, uh, the Armstrong husband and stuff. And so that's like, okay, cool. He Thank hasn't you. figured out any of that stuff yet. Are you when he shows him the he, photos and stuff? Yes, he does. He, well, okay, he hasn't figured that out yet. You've seen that. He doesn't, you don't okay. know that he's okay, okay. the only time you know that he's figured out any of this stuff is at the end. I, okay. I think that he, like, within the framework of the things he knows by the end of the movie, that is what that is. Okay, yeah. okay, makes sense. And then the last person, I'm trying to make sure I'm not missing anybody. Yes, I am. So the second to last person, let's talk about Penelope Cruz, okay? This missionary. I don't. I'm like her character is fine. The question's like, you know, she's like, hey, I'm a missionary. I'm not, I was doing this. I went and got an aspirin. Yada yada yada. This that and the other. And that's all well and good. Then she's like, oh yeah, in the past I used to be this that I used to indulge or blah blah blah. And so now it's time to ask Michelle Pfeiffer. Now I want to bump Michelle Pfeiffer prior to even the interview process because I just wanted to be like, look, I know with certainty a few things in life. And one of those things is Michelle Pfeiffer is not searching for a fucking husband. The second that that search starts, she's found one. Because the first guy that is like, what, you need a husband? Girl, right here, you're Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't care how old you are. You're Michelle fucking Pfeiffer. Yeah. And like, and like, you have a, the, I don't know, I get, did you feel like Crow is like, no, I love my wife and she's dead. So there will be no more love for me. Because I'm just like, I... dude, she is flirting so hard I think with that you Poirot, and like i very much identify with a lot that that he's as going i think he genuinely doesn't like most people i think that for the oh, most okay. part spending time with other people sucks for him i think that there are a few people that he means he's like all right but i think that the especially people like that who are very kind of like over the top is super not his jam um okay. also i it seems like he immediately has like some kind of like suspicion sense with folks that like if they're hiding anything ever like if they like cheated on their math test 25 years ago then he already has something on you um i, yeah. I feel like you're right and when we come to find out about uh michelle Pfeiffer's characters that yeah he's like you're like something's wrong this is not you or this is something's different yeah. or off or something's going on but one thing too i want to point out about perot which i forgot to bring up this motherfucker like every time that he is reading this, this book to himself and he's just laughing and cackling tale of two cities is not funny i'm just like what is happening right now (laughs) (laughs) speaking of michelle dickens does it make sense that he speaks english by himself like maybe it does like i'm sure there are like i know people like a friend of mine uh like is danish and speaks English like all the time, like for the most part. Okay. Like will okay. like speak Danish like to win other people, like you know, obviously, but like 99% of the time speaks English. So like I could see that, but and I mean clearly he seems to be um uh doing his thing here speaking English to folks most of the time, but it feels odd to me for some reason. Like I get it. Like it's it's a movie. They want me to understand it, but you just put subtitles on the bottom of the screen. Like I I, yeah, I get it. That's acceptable. Know. It's not you don't yeah. have to do extra stuff. Um but yeah so then Michelle Pfeiffer's kids are like yeah she's flirting and then she's like oh I um somebody came in through my room when I was sleeping because the bolt was unbolted and all this, that and the other. Then she gets fucking stabbed in the back and you're like 
the just the commitment that you're willing wow, to take yeah, this true. knife for no reason. Um, yeah. Then we get to like towards the end because I can't really remember much else. But, it's, uh, yeah, there, there's that. like not a lot of. Um, I mean, the twists and turns are just like you know you find out like that uh fucking with the the count and the countess kind of thing like yeah. that that's a also can i just say so she is addicted to barbiturates yeah in this like super wildly intensely addicted to old school barbiturates and at the end of the film she is shown pouring them all out that woman is going to be dead die. in like a day like there's that's not how that works you will die like you will like fully, you fully die. Are sh- hooked on the, some of the strongest drugs possible. You're gonna quit cold turkey, and you're yeah. like, oh, my, the person that ended up ruining my brother-in-law, sister, and niece's lives, yeah. is oh, I can, I'm off the drugs cold turkey immediately. It's like that's not how that works. Yeah, you let her go too far yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that when you ask, like when girls like, um, do you take any, uh, you know, barbiturates or anything? She's like, oh oceans of it all day homie literally like, I can't always even, yeah like cannot be out in the light it's so bad like that's he's like whoa okay so and the husband's like bitch she's like hey you think the world's greatest detective can't see that i'm yeah. a strung out junkie I right have, now like, i have 40 bottles of barbiturates on my table this is not this isn't even detective work that's eyes that's having eyes and then being on and then yeah the, uh, it doesn't make because the count and the countess they're like oh well you like why just hear me out on this um, if y'all ha- all plan this out, could the count and countess not just be like, oh, yeah, no, I murdered the fuck out of him. I'm a count. You can't arrest me because it's 1936 and that's how that stuff worked. So that's just solve all that right now. Also, the like, account is a dancer. Like he's a dancer is his job. And he's a count. Does that's that not how that works? works. Like, that's it's, not it's, how that works. You yeah, it's you're just, not royalty and another job. Yeah, you're not like, like, oh, you know, I'm a baron, but I also make a mean pie down at Papa C's. Like, that's not how that works. You could have at least implied that your passion, just like the thing you like to do yeah. is dance, that yeah. you're not doing it professionally. Yeah. It's just like when you host yeah. parties, you dance. I am I the know. Red Baron. That's what it is. It's They think it's the plain guy. No, it's me. I'm the Red Baron. Yeah. Literally. I got pizza sauce uh, all over me. But now the train is basically about to get put on back on the tracks, and uh, Book is like, "Listen, motherfucker, we're friends." I think Book is one of the few people that Perot actually enjoys and likes. Yes. Like, but, but Book also doesn't overstay his welcome with Perot. He's more than willing to let Perot yeah. have his alone time and Book, stuff too. Book, the They're... the um the the pastry guy in Istanbul, yes. like those are the only people that he seems like. Hell yeah, nice to meet you. Everyone else He's is like, like oh, "Oh, you suck. Can I move?" Like it's 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 very polite, but like very clear that he does not enjoy people for the most part. Yeah, and I don't. His wife. I'm just like every time. I'm like, are you implying that like his wife is perfectly symmetrical because he's all about symmetry? And try to imply Daisy Ridley's symmetrical, and that's why he likes her, or she reminds him of his wife. No, like, I think you could have. I think that he just has obsessive compulsive disorder. Oh, I and, think that's true too. And that like he, he can't just, get yeah. another frame for that picture. You're acting like this is done forever. All these that's, things. I did find that interesting. It's like okay, so the picture's fine. Like there, there and this isn't a thing. This isn't just here, which is another reason why I don't think it's that. I you see this in movies a lot where a picture will fall. And the frame, like the the pain in the frame, will break, and people are like, "Oh no!" Like nothing happened. 
Is it that frames used to be stupid expensive? Is Maybe. that like I have no like Swarovski clue. crystal? Like, how does that work? Like, no, this is just a diamond pane. You're like, I'm sorry, that it's all diamond. Yes, yeah. dude, it's expensive. Yeah. I shot 13 <laughs> glass pelicans and ground them down in order to make this. Like, that's not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but now it's time for the movie to wrap up. And so they all, everybody that's gathered in the Last Supper esque table. Yeah. Thank you. Also, can I just say the the level of extra that this is, I, because I kept like picturing in my mind, like, like so was he like, all right, I want you to like put a big table and put it there. Only put chairs on one side of it. I'm going to stand over there in 30 minutes. I'm going to walk down. I'm going to have a gun and then then we'll, we'll get started. Have everyone just sit on that side and just wait for me. Wait for your key. How does that how is that working? I, like, I want to see that explanation. I have no clue. Uh, but yeah, and they're all being like held at gunpoint with police or something. It's like, what is happening? No one's a you cop. Just had, there are no cops had there. Railway workers come to clear the tracks. Yeah. And all of a sudden got, now they have guns. You've and- got book with a gun. <laughs> that That's like, that's the extent of it. Yeah. It's, uh, so he's like, and, and I love to, it's like, bro, now in fairness, the way that they could have done this. To me, it's like, you have two choices. You can tell Agatha Christie go fuck herself and just change the ending so that way nobody sees it coming and it's funny. Or you can just follow what the story told. I think they the chose assumption the was that most people don't read books anymore so that like it's going to be fine. I know, but like you said, this is like the like most common right. murder mystery ever. Yes. I, I knew the answer before we started. But yes. I, part of me when I was watching it was like, you know, it'd be so dank. It'd be so gangster if like, it was Poro like, the whole time. No, if it was book, <laughs> if it was book, yeah. if book was yeah. like, oh, dude, to be honest with you, like, he made a comment about my mother, and I lost my temper, and I stabbed him a bunch, and I was like, you know what? Kind of don't care. It's my train, and uh, Perot's here, and like, yeah, that would, that was, whoa, I'm, book, I'm declaring train law. I am the king now. <laughs> we are, we are within the bounds of my train. I am in charge. International <laughs> law need not apply. Like it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Perot's like, okay, there's two options. Option one, there's an unknown assailant who somehow disappeared off of this train without anybody knowing, seeing, or doing anything. Okay. He's like, but guess what? It doesn't work. And even books like, Perot, stop that bullshit. That does not make sense. I will point out the 17 flaws in that argument yeah. right now. Be like, I like, just said it doesn't make sense, book. Yeah, fucking let me finish. I just said it. Why are you acting mad at me? Calm down. <sighs> He's like, and then he's like, or option two, all of you did it. And he starts listing and he's like, this is how you're the Armstrong cook. You're the Armstrong godmother. You're the Armstrong sister. You're the blah, blah, blah. And it all culminates with like, and then you have one missing person, Linda Arden, the Armstrong's mother. You know, she, a beloved actress who comes out of retirement and it's like Michelle Pfeiffer's like, let me take my hair off. Yeah. Okay. So my hair. Biggest fucking problem with this moment right here. So I am led to believe that Michelle Pfeiffer's character, Linda Arden, is a huge deal actor. And she's not wearing a wig cap. She has like all these like flyaway wavy brown hair. And like the whole thing is that she is like really trying to be convincing. Also, for whom? There's not supposed yeah. to be anyone on this train, but whatever. Um, that she just has that on over that's not how wigs work like you can't do that i think the main assumption that they had the entire time was that like okay well book will be on this train they didn't know who book was but there will be somebody who is not in on this plan 
on the train. They just I also guess, didn't expect Perot to be involved yeah. well, too. I guess it's also like that someone's gonna notice that Cassetti's dead, and so it can't be like, hey, it was the every single person that was even like vaguely related to the guy that he whose life he fucked up was on there. It probably has nothing to do with the fact that he's dead, though. It's, so I mean, also to me, it's like. I have two thoughts along this line. The first one being, y'all have a doctor and all these people. You could have just poisoned him. Or did something that wasn't like, hey, he was clearly murdered. This is 1936. They don't have tox reports. Yeah, no one's just gonna... fucking kill him and it'll yeah. be fine. But I get you know... I guess it's I guess the implication there is that like you cannot outfox Poirot. Like that it's just impossible. But the, to me, they didn't know Poirot was gonna be there though. That's yeah. also you guys should have all like you're all playing these parts for Cassetti. Like, why couldn't he have come on the train and all y'all have been like, "Oh, this is weird." Like, yeah. we're at a family reunion or something. Like, we all know each other. I don't yeah. understand. Like, it, and it's like he didn't. He wasn't like chit chatting with the only person that he had. In, like, the two people he had any relation with were fucking the the, uh, the queen, the, the and, valet, uh, and, valet, and the queen. Yeah, yeah. like. Uh, nobody else interacted with this person but they all have like subtleties to character that they have like just in case i mean i don't know like that's again maybe they're they're waiting for a whole thing uh in in case like they get interrogated at some point which is a fair assumption i suppose but here's my issue so perot tells them all okay so i figured out all he did and they show us like yeah everybody took a all 12 of them stabbed him once so that's why it's wild and all over the place and this that and the other and Perot's like well I can't lie so y'all have to kill me or we're gonna problem like ah time out two more crimes need to be committed because the you're like well book can lie why would book lie about them just murdering his yeah, like one of his best friends the, at the like, end of the he won't that give a shit. That makes, yeah, yeah it's like book can lie about the society yeah. thing book's not gonna lie about y'all shooting his friend in the face it's like what that makes sense but then of course like no we're not gonna do that and then I don't understand. Please explain to me why does Perot go immediately back on everything he said throughout this whole? I cannot lie. I cannot do this. He's just like, well, oh, hey, police. This is I. So there's a couple of things that don't hold up with, with the things that I'm going to say. But first of all, the fact that the gun isn't loaded. What was he trying? Like, what is the thing he's trying to do? Was he like, I want to make sure that no matter what, like, I'm not really, this is all just bullshit theater. I, under no circumstance, would have this happen. Or does he think that, like, so I think that what we are led to believe is that, you know, he is, like, hyper-intellectual, you know, like, people people are largely good, there's only good and evil, yada, 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 there's no shades of gray, and that, like, upon seeing like at the, the these displays of like you know grief and like the from everyone from like Linda Arden's character like you know willing to shoot herself or all this stuff um that he like plus the time between then and getting to the station that he like realizes that you know like uh, I, I guess the, the basically whatever um Oh, who was it? Was it was like, it uh was it uh um was it the uh, missionary who was like oh you know oh yeah yeah they're like sometimes man's laws don't like aren't enough like yeah. they don't that they fail um I guess that that I mean it, it seems like that's what we're led to believe is that he just was like I mean he doesn't seem stoked about it but he was just like I guess fucking this is how it is now mm-hmm. okay I think. He, he's like, you know what? 
I don't like this. I'm going to channel all of my anger into growing these mustaches for the next movie, which also it's fine because other cops are stupid. So, of course, they would believe like, oh, somebody jumped in the train, killed them, jumped right, off yeah. the train. It's, we have no idea who it is. It's the you 30s. They, people, they lose people all the time. Like, you'd be like, oh, like, all they left with this, was this gigantic puddle of blood. Ah, well, <laughs> I wish we could find them. Anyways, let's yeah. keep going. Like, there's, like there's, oh, man, like it's yeah. like hey man all they left behind was this murder weapon that all of us cops have passed back and forth between yeah. our hands to yeah look at. they so... they they bled spit and came all over the place and there's no way we can find like like uh, too bad they yeah. didn't leave now, anything else yeah we had to call chet in to come mop all this bullshit up because we had to sell this apartment back yeah, it was like, like really yeah it was really really causing trouble um the the thing about the murder though that i have to say is that so we are shit led to believe that Poirot is an incredibly light sleeper. Also, that he sleeps with this insane fucking bondage pseudomasticate like mustache holder. Which I guess uh, does he like? Like I'm never fucking redoing this mustache ever again. It takes so long to get it into place. Um, but that he did not notice all of these people going in and out and being like yeah! <laughs> and like stabbing this person from like a room over. Is that what I'm led to believe? I mean, whatever. I don't, yeah. It's, it's, and it's like, let's just casually cover his it, mouth but... up. Like, we're just going to casually cover his mouth up and do all this, that, and the other. But that's fine. The, uh, what bothers me, because I, I can't believe they did this. Like, what are you, Batman begins? These motherfuckers have the audacity to be like, oh, excuse me, I'm looking for Monsieur Poirot. It's like, oh, yeah, this is about that freaking Canterbury jail or whatever. It's like, no, 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 this is about, uh, I got to take you to Egypt because there's a death. On the Nile, and he's just bam, like, oh, bam, I wonder bam. what the sequel is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did not realize that this takes place like right. I mean, it, it's they've got to travel, and it's the th- it's nineteen thirty six. So it was probably three years later, but like I didn't realize that this takes place right fucking after this movie. Um, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's um, it, I I do want to point. So there's also another, and I think that maybe the purpose for some of these is to kind of established that Poirot is never fucking fooled for a single second. Although his behavior seems to indicate otherwise. Um, like, so there is the scene at the very beginning when uh, the uh, conductor is knocking on uh, Cassetti's door to check on him. And somebody says in French, like, you know, it's like all, all good. And then he goes back and like, you hear that, like mm-hmm. from wherever Poirot is. And, that's and he goes back in there, and then you are told that he can't speak specifically, he can't speak anything, but he is specifically told that he cannot speak French. And so, like, that seems like I would immediately be like, okay, so then there's a lot of bullshit happening here, but it never comes up. So is he, like, trying to, like, slow ball ever? Like, how is this happening? Like, what uh, yeah. what, is, what is the inside game that's happening here? It's a fair point to bring up, because it's like, yeah, I, like they did show us like him hearing Cassetti answer and him being like, okay, it's this time. So he yeah. must have died after this like, time. She it's didn't like... have to be speaking French. She's not French. Like there, that, that was a choice. I think the implication, because they show it, I think the implication is that he's awake while the murder is happening. Because they show that he, he was the murder first. happens. Yeah, like, yeah. no, well, they show that the murder happens. And then when uh, Lisa Ar- or Linda Arden is like, he's like, he looks and he goes, Oh, okay, it's like 115. That was seconds after everybody just stabbed him. So McQueen couldn't have been in the room. So he might like I'm, that's what I'm like. 
Bro, well, he you assume so, that he then got murdered an hour or two after that is what well, I think the so assumption is. He, he gets murdered when we see when we see the person in uh, the kimono, Daisy Ridley's character, run down. The, that is right. That's when he gets murdered. So it's like twelve thirty-seven, uh-huh. um, because his watch is set like an hour later, um, like an hour and. Uh, but yeah, it, it's. I mean, he's awake at first, and then you know he he is dead by the end of the murder um but uh yeah yeah it's 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 interesting there are some uh there's some things that aren't necessarily loose ends but it's just kind of like huh okay it feels like it's like for you know eagle-eyed viewers if you are watching this and so you see that you 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 hear that it's a language because there's subtitles that it's not um not english and then you hear from McQueen, oh, he, uh, you know, he doesn't speak anything about that. Like you are putting that together already, but I actually don't like that. I don't want. I don't want to be given more tools than the inspector to figure out what's going on. Because if I figure it out before the end of the movie, I'm fucking bored. Like, don't. And I, it's one thing <laughs> I will say is that, like, I kind of turned my brain off for this because I hadn't read the book in like fucking forever. Um, I had a feeling that that's what I, like I, if I remembered properly, like you know, it was it was the everyone did it, but I couldn't remember any of the specifics. Um, okay. But uh, it's and I remember this about watching Death of the Nile on the Nile also is that it wasn't. I think maybe it's because of just like the way that it's done that I didn't really find myself trying to figure anything out. I, w- I was just like watching the movie. At no point was I like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, I wonder who did it. I was just kind of observing this gentleman wonder who did it um if, if that makes any sense but uh oh for yeah, sure it's, it's... i think i agree with that statement i didn't remember exactly how it ended, like who did it and so i felt a little bit like you did last week with red dawn where there was constantly moments where i'm like oh the movie was great and i was really into it the whole time but because i knew how it ended i kept being like oh we're still drawing this out like yeah on. like I, there are multiple times where it's like what yeah. what like we're what like, yeah. I, yeah, I was like belaboring, it, but, the there, point. but I was still in it. It was still really good. You're still like, I, I definitely was like, right. man, I just wish I did not know the answer to the yeah. question because that's the only thing that was really hurting me. I was enjoying the acting and enjoying a lot of the other stuff. It was just, yeah, I was just like, maybe I was, I was like, maybe they'll read, change it. Maybe they'll do something different with the ending or have something be different. Something will play out different. And they were just like, no, no, no. it's not yeah. how we're doing things. Now, I do want to watch Death in the Nile. I haven't watched that one yet. But I yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It's the it's main. A... The main question I have is, I guess because it makes sense. I guess if he had to go straight from here, uh, from the Orient Express to the Nile, he didn't have time to get that beard looked at. So that's why the mustache keeps growing. And then I, you have to tell me this right now, though. I know you probably don't remember it this well. At the end of Death on the Nile is the last line of dialogue. No, I have to take you to Venice. Seems that they're having a haunting or something. I like that. Like so, I saw it. I've only seen it once. I saw it in theaters last year. Um, I do not remember. I wouldn't be surprised, um, but uh, I don't necessarily remember. I don't think that Poirot, like his mustache. Don't get me wrong, is still like very much. It's like perfectly manicured. It, it's in, it's almost identical, but it's just the the there's an energy behind it that has a, um, but yeah, it's it's a it, you know it's an interesting thing. So is this like Kenneth Branagh's like 
he's been waiting his whole life to make these fucking movies because he stars in and directs all of these. Like, um, first off, that's Kenneth Branagh's like skis. Like, you know, he loves doing all of that. Like, he's direct, yeah. he likes to star in, he likes to write, he likes to do everything. Yeah, I'm looking at the mustache in Venice, and it's just like it's grown slightly and gotten a little bit more curated. But if yeah. I remember correctly, this the the picture for uh, Ponte in Venice, Venice is like it, it's it's gotten it's gotten. Or is it just spooky lighting? Okay, maybe. Let me look at the. I'm looking up Haunting in Venice to see the photos so I can see how much better the mustache has gotten. You know, oh, it's just it's a little bit more quaff. It's similar. It's just a little more quaff. It seems I'm like waiting. He's... Why is his hair darker? In, yeah, in, exactly. In all of these movies, like it's it's like he's aging in reverse. Maybe it's just it the like. photo that I'm looking at where he's like his hair is. I mean, it's it's on a white backdrop, and it definitely looks like whatever set he's on. They are fucking blinding him with white. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, who knows? It's it's making me chuckle for sure. But I I enjoyed it. I liked it. I'm gonna rate. I think I'm gonna rate yeah. this thing, and I think. It's this is really tough to rate because like if I'm rating the story itself, like pretending I didn't know everything, it's yeah. fucking great. You know, yeah. it's done well. I just it, I, I yeah, you know, and I like this is a, a really good movie. So I'd say like if it's a you've never watched it or a first time watch, you'll probably give this like between a seven and an eight. Because I already knew the story, and essentially this is a read watch or retelling. Everything was done great, but it didn't really hold the um or like suck me in as much. So I would say I'm gonna give this like a yeah. six. You know, I think a six out of ten. It was done very well. Nothing to complain about. Great acting, great cast, great production, great everything. Just didn't, just didn't quite hit that yeah. high for me. So I give it was six out of ten. So this is I, I too. I mean, like I thought this was done well. I think that this is for what it is doing. What it is very well. Like this is a very kind of like. It's not like, I mean, yes, there's depth to it, like with like questions about like the nature of the human spirit and all that shit. But like it is in a way kind of like it's like a movie. Yes, but it, it feels a little bit less um, kind of, it, you know, I'm not watching a fucking Denzel out here in training day or some shit. Yeah. Like it, it's it is a little bit more of like a, a um, uh, not superficial, but like it, it, like a stage production. Yeah, it, it feels, feels kind of. It, it's it's more like it's it's all out there which is odd to say for a murder mystery um but it, it is it's it's formulaic in a in a way that very much works for it because i mean it's again a fucking murder mystery um but i it's these aren't necessarily my jam i enjoy like you know uh fucking glass onion all this shit like i enjoy a murder mystery um but it's uh i would I'll give it a seven. I think it's I think okay. it's good. I don't think it's necessarily amazing. Um, it's not something that I think is going to. Well, okay, I'm gonna give it a six and a half, because it's not something that really stays with me. But it is a good time. Like it, it's it is like a if you want to watch if like you haven't seen it and you like want to watch something and it's just like oh wow like it's gonna it's going to be like you'll be there you'll be watching it like it's 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 you're not gonna be like fucking i cannot um it's it's a good time it's a yeah. you know it's not the most profound work of cinema ever but uh yeah i i i think it's solid i saw the second one before i saw this one i will likely see the third one um yeah it's a i think this is one of those films to me this is like 
a necessity to help you continue the growth. Like great cast, everything about it's good. And then from this, you'll get to meet and network and have connections now going forward. Like if you're Daisy Ridley or you know Leslie Adam Jr. or any like Olivia Coleman, like yeah, all these things yeah, happen, yeah. and y'all have all gotten bigger and better stuff since then. Josh Gad, you just come off Frozen. Now you're in Orient Express. Like there's, it's really like yeah. It's like yes. being in Wes Anderson. Like you exactly. You, you, yeah. You got yeah yeah. You're, you're you're shoving up to that star power. I mean, not that anyone exactly. in here is really like everyone's done something. No one is like, oh god, they've never been in anything. Like, but yeah. That's true. I mean, Marquez. That's the only one who's Marquez really like... and and the Count uh, and the Countess. Yes. I'm sure they've yes. been in things, but like, they're, but at least they're, they're not like the level of everybody else. Yeah, that they're not see. immediately also, like, oh yes. It's very funny that the Count and Countess are not in this cast photo behind me because you'd think they would, but they're the only ones missing. But then they're hardly right. in the movie. You're absolutely right. I'm just saying, like, it's just it's wild. Yeah. It is like it they're is. on the fucking train. They are physically on the train with everybody else. It's not like they're the Armstrong yeah. family. I mean, Marquez I is also anyway. not in this photo. Damn. Damn. <laughs> damn. Marquez is definitely <laughs> didn't not even in this notice. photo either. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, didn't yeah. notice. Yeah. Um, that's, that's very, isn't that way? But I have to ask why, is, like, somebody shot this. Somebody <laughs> took, like, am I meant to believe that, is it that, like, part of this photo is cut off? So, like, you see how it extends a little bit further past maybe, maybe, uh, Kenneth Branagh, maybe on but... this side. But for three people, like, why were they just like, no, fuck them. I only want these guys. For what? These, I guess these are the ones that, these are the people that are the most, doing the most in the movie. Like, Marquez, again, Tell him. Has one Tell scene him. he's saying stuff. They have both dogs in this fucking photo i did not <laughs> i did not notice that the dogs were in the fucking movie the whole time somehow but uh it's important they're important props that uh it's just fucking hilarious like you're like you're trying to tell me you couldn't squeeze somebody on like in between yeah, book and the, in the like movie they, they decided that yeah. I guess the three, like, to yeah. count the Countess and uh, Marquez are probably the three that yeah. didn't have a it, bunch of previous acting credits, so they're not in the fucking photo. It, it's, it's like, so it's not like there was, like, 20 people that, that were also in this movie. There were three others. There were th You didn't have to expand this shot at all. You could have just stuck them places. Stuck them in there. You put yeah. In between Willem Dafoe and Josh Gad. In between Book and Michelle Pfeiffer. In between Jacoby yeah. and Leslie Odom Jr. Three people's like, faces. I, I need to know what the... Like, I need to be in the room with the decision to do this. The only solution is that, like, the other three weren't there for more than, like, two days of filming or something. And then that's why. But I'm like, yeah. how... How I mean, I, I did see, like, photos of, uh, like, the, the photos that looked like they were cat from the, the, the movie itself, like, press photo kind of things, but they did just have, like, very strange, very specific amounts of people. Um, okay. Like, I am... Uh... Well, I saw some. I saw some photos, but to be honest with you, they very much looked like they were... Broadway or like stage production cast photos and stuff. Yeah, there there are. I mean, yes, there there are. When when going through this, there are definitely a lot of them that uh, are specifically either from the past Poirot movies um, or you know from the uh, 
from the the staged uh jammy i mean like i found the one that had like the most yeah i'm looking at another picture and let's see this one has every person except the um uh judy dench's uh uh assistant helper olivia coleman Yeah, best is everyone winner. but Olivia Coleman in this Has in everybody this but shot. best actress winner Olivia Coleman in the photo. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this one that uh this one looks like it has to have been like ma- like made by No, this is on 20th Century Studios. It just has uh Judy Dench, um Johnny Depp, Daisy Ridley, uh Leslie Odom, um uh Josh Gad, Michelle Pfeiffer and Kenneth Branagh. Like what? What oh. is the who is making these calls? Okay, can we take a moment? Say I'm looking through these photos. That is, yeah. I'm see. I see the exact photo you were talking about, and it's like yeah. There's the, the one with you with cut Selma out Hayek. so many people. Yeah. Yes, you're like what yeah. is what is happening There's, right now? And like, what is the implication there? With like, let's just have the ladies. <laughs> like, let's just have uh, let's just have 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 Selma Hayek and uh, fucking um. See, yeah, like you did it. Penelope Cruz. Oh, I did mean? it. Did I? Did I did, yep. uh, Penelope Cruz. You yeah. did it. I uh, yeah. Yep. 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 I always you, you do pulled that. it. That's what I've yep. warned myself before it started, so I didn't do it. Even I think one I've time. done that every single time <laughs> I refer to one of uh, those 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 ladies' movies. Um, but yes, so uh, you, you got a Penelope Cruz, you got a you got a Dame Judi Dench, you got a Daisy Ridley, and you got a Michelle Pfeiffer, and you got Kenneth Branagh. Why? It's not James Bond. It's not like these are like the Poirot ladies. What's the they're implication? The Chris, they're the Christie girls. The Christie oh, girls. God, fuck off. Uh, yeah. The best thing though is I'm dying because they made a fucking video game out of this movie. Kellum, shut up. Like, shut the fuck up. I swear. I'm on these things. Look, it, there's an Xbox game. It looks like it's on PlayStation as well. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Video, video game, game 2023. Dude. No. Dude. Why? Um, like the first, the fact that this man only has one mustache in this fucking photo. Let me make sure. Let me do the close up. They gave it's Pearl not out one mustache. Yet. It comes out in October October nineteenth. This man has one mustache. How is the? This is the first of three movies. Okay, and the other it... one's going to be Death in the Nile, and then the game after that will be Haunting in okay. Venice. Oh my God! Wow! 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 That's insane. That's insane. Tell me why me. it looks like a Telltale game, and I know that studio doesn't exist oh, it, it, anymore. It looks kind of like the uh, the Sherlock Holmes games that there have been. That's what it kind of like reminds me of. Oh, it probably is more of that. But um, this is just the donkeys. Are right, we well, tattling? You know, just going on for a long time. We yeah, 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 we wrap do that. this up. So, yeah. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Hopefully, you really enjoyed the movie. Hopefully, you didn't know the ending before you watched it because. Yeah, I just feel like it takes just a little bit away if you do, because you just, it's the whole point of mystery movies. Like, if you knew yeah. what happened in Glass Onion, it wouldn't make watching Glass Onion as enjoyable. But uh, thank you so much for staying with us. As always, if you could do Kellum and I a favor, we would really appreciate it if you could rate, review, subscribe, share, um, force, coerce, anything to do to get this podcast out there. We would really appreciate if you could review uh on spotify on apple Podcasts, anything like that uh you know that would help us out we get better ratings we get pushed up people can see us better pizza expand better you know yeah 
pretty much, uh, you know, talk about, you know, just pieces of shit. Papa John, never forget, you know, yeah. we all know who you are. Lo- love the garlic off. butter, hate the garlicker. Hate go. the butter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to reach out to me, you can find me on social media at Stimpy is King. You can find me and my two brothers doing our weekly podcast, Stimson Ain't Easy. That's available in the exact place you're listening to this. So check that out. It's real fun. We have a good old time. Everything else I'm going to leave to Kel and let them tell you. So thank you. And I will catch you next time. All right. Thank you all very much for joining us for another episode of Unqualified Observers. It's uh, been a nice time. You know, we uh, we had some laughs. We there was mystery afoot. Uh, there was mustaches aplenty um, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Next week, we are going to be uh, watching a little flick called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent uh, with, the, you know, you your your Nick Cage thing, Nick Cage starring nick cage movieing it's uh you know you've got your pedro pascals um let's see where can you uh where can you watch uh this movie you can watch this movie on stars if you've got a subscription and uh, who has stars <laughs> yeah hulu you can watch it on amazon prime you know uh philo all my philo heads out there uh yeah you you can watch it you can watch it on all of the things um so watch that between now and next if you've got any questions you can email us in at unqualifiedobservers at gmail.com uh you can send us anything we'd, you'd like us to talk about during the movie um during our rather our discussion of the movie i should say um and uh yeah we'll, we'll chat about it here on the podcast if you would please do us the great favor of uh following the show on instagram you can do that at unqualified observers you can do that on twitter at ObserveCast. um you know just uh yeah give us a follow we'll see if we ever post anything maybe we will maybe we won't who knows uh if you want to follow me you can do so on all social media platforms at cool golem um with all that being said until next time i'm callum and i'm thomas and we don't know anything